0: Hi all, dear listeners, welcome to this new episode of my podcast, A Digital Tomorrow. Today, I'm joined by Taiji Inui, ADB consultant and a very experienced person in in the areas of digital currencies, cooperation in Asia. Um, Welcome to my show, Taiji. Thank you, Yorotan. And well, uh, Taiji-san, I wanted to start by asking you about your uh, personal journey. If you could please share with my listeners a bit about your personal journey so far, especially when it comes to to your journey at the Japan International Cooperation Agency, as well as the ADB, Asian Development Bank. What did you do there, etc.? Thank, thank you,
1: Hiro-san, for your question. So, first of all. I'd like to express my heartfelt gratitude for this opportunity. It is a great honor and pleasure for me. Thank you so much. With respect to the Japan International Cooperation Agency, or JICA, it is a kind of government agency supporting developing countries to be developed countries. In my case, I supported the Central Bank of Myanmar, since 2017, staying in Myanmar for three years to enhance the Central Bank of Myanmar Financial Network System, or CBNET 2, which is an advanced payment and settlement infrastructure similar to the Target 2, T2S, and the instant payment in Europe, as well as DOJNet. Uh, and Zengin system in Japan. The cbmnet 2 were completed in 2020 and has been operated without any serious problems, even under current situation in Myanmar. The CBN2 has advanced functions such as simultaneous processing of DBP and collateralization by PDC, which can foster bond market in the country. Also, a liquidity saving features was introduced. The features were originally developed in Germany by the Deutsche Bundesbank as liquidity saving mechanisms. I learned it from the Bundesbank and introduced it to Japan. I really appreciated it. Then introduced it to Myanmar as well. But unfortunately, the military regime took over the country Myanmar my counterpart, the deputy governor of the Central Bank of Myanmar, Mr. O, U Boboge, who contributed a lot for the development of the country, was detained in the prison, insane prison, as a kind of the political prisoner, sentenced to 15 years in prison, because he was, a, he's a kind of a right-hand person of Mizwa Do Aung San Suu Kyi, I'm very sad and upset about it. As such, I quit to support the Central Bank of Myanmar under the military regime. Also, I'd like to add, since the system itself is a very good payment and settlement infrastructure developed by Japanese companies, I hope the design and application programs will be utilized for other countries too. Regarding the Asian Development Bank or ADB, I have been working for the ADB as a consultant to foster financial market infrastructure in ASEANPRA 3. ASEANPRA 3 consists of 10 Southeast Asia countries, plus China, Japan, and Korea. More specifically, my mission is to implement CSD RTGs linkage connecting Payment and settlement infrastructures in the region. As a matter of fact, the BOJNet government bond book entry system in Japan was connected with the CHATS RTGS for real time growth settlement system in Hong Kong in 2021, which enabled commercial banks to get Hong Kong dollar immediately by pledging Japanese government bonds as collateral, I mean, cross currency repo between JGB and the Hong Kong dollar has been possible since then. Now, we are trying to enhance the CSDRT linkage multilaterally in the region, applying blockchain technology and the DLT, or distributed ledger technology. Thank you.
0: Uh, Thank you very much, Teiji-san, for your uh, explanation. I think that uh, everything you explained is very interesting. Your work in in Myanmar, as well as this uh, project between Hong Kong and Japan, which allows uh, commercial banks to get Hong Kong dollars immediately by by pledging Japanese uh, government bonds as collateral, and also the use of DLT technologies that you're exploring. Everything is uh, very interesting. And I wanted to move forward to the next um, topic. I wanted to talk about uh, the digital yen. As you know, uh, the Japan Central Bank, the Bank of Japan, started to, to, to test its own central bank digital currency, the digital Uh, Could you please tell tell us a bit more about those uh, tests in Japan? Uh, Do you think a digital yen might be beneficial for Japan and why?
1: Uh, Thank you for your question. But uh, I'm no longer working for the Bank of Japan and not in a position to answer about the bank anymore. Having said that, the bank published the Bank of Japan's approach to CBDC as well as the result of the test. So let me explain my own understanding based on such information. With with respect to the digital yen, I do believe the Bank of Japan is seriously thinking about issuing it and the completed proof of concept or POC phase one and phase two, confirming the technological feasibility The POCs should have checked not only the technological features, but also peripheral services. According to the Bank of Japan's approach to CBDC, the bank will start from online CBDC using mobile devices such as smartphones. Having said that, I believe the bank is seriously thinking about offline CBDC services and then preparing for such a situation when banknotes become unpopular, just like in Sweden, which may not come soon in case of Japan. Digital yen will definitely provide a better payment instrument in Japan by utilizing the current mobile devices. Also, the, the digital yen will coexist with the private sector payment instrument, such as electric money, which I use as daily payment measures very much now. I do believe Digital Yen will be available sooner or later, probably in some years, though the Bank of Japan hasn't clearly mentioned it yet. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you very much for um, sharing your thoughts on this topic. And I know that uh, being a consultant at the ADB, Asian Development Bank, you must be, of course, very interested and knowledgeable about the idea of financial inclusion. So I wanted to ask you, how do you think a, a CBDC can promote financial inclusion? And, and given that you used to work, for example, in Myanmar, do you think that a CBDC in Myanmar or other countries in Southeast Asia might be useful in the future?
1: Thank you again.
0: I supported Myanmar under the
1: you know, the initiative of Asian Development Bank since 2012 and under the JICA since 2017 as well. Yes, indeed, financial inclusion is one of the most important issues for such a support. In Myanmar, more than 70% of households are unbanked without having bank accounts. Having said that, mobile phone penetration is more than 100%. Almost all people have smartphones as such. Online type of CBDC may be applicable for developing countries too. However, contact size chip such as the NFC or near-field communication chip to store value uh, such as CBDC in the phones is not generally embedded to the mobile phones in developing countries, therefore, CBDC for mobile devices in developed countries may need to be online account type, though in case of network disruption, it cannot be used. Also in some countries, all people are supposed to have national ID card, not in Japan, but yet. If IC or NFC chips are to be embedded in the card, even poor people, who don't have mobile phone can use the uh, cards as digital wallets or CBDC and receive welfare payments and such and such. Then anyone can use the CBDC as daily payment measures. I do believe there are some ways for CBDC to be beneficial for financial inclusion too. Uh, Thank you.
0: Well, thank you um, for this um... Very clear explanation. Actually, um, one of my main areas of research has been that of central bank digital currencies in Asia. I've done extensive research on the digital yuan, especially for cross border payments, also on digital yen, digital won, And I think it was two years ago, approximately, uh, when actually I got to meet you. Uh, We we were in touch online, because I remember you published a very interesting article uh, called A Proposal for a Nation digital common currency, in which you precisely advocated for the creation of a common supranational digital currency in Asia. I found this idea to be very groundbreaking, very interesting, very different. That's why I read your, your article. Now I started to well, to do some research on my end as well, based on your article, and I actually remember you and I well, got in touch you know, via email, via, via Zoom calls, and I wanted to, to ask you to please um, share this very interesting proposal with my listeners. Uh, like, w- w- what is it, this idea of a common Asian digital currency? And why do you think this would be an interesting option or useful in the future?
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for your question on Asian digital common currency, or ADCC. I'm proposing the ADCC as a regional currency in ASEAN Plus 3. With Professor Wataru Takahashi, who was the head of the Institute for Monetary and Economic Study of the Bank of Japan before. As you know, we had Asian currency crisis happened in 1997. Based on the lessons learned from the crisis together with the successful inauguration of the Euro in 1999, Asian currency unit or ACU was proposed. Serious discussion on ACU were made in early 2000s, then ADB was supposed to propose ACU in 2006, but ACU project was not successful, unfortunately. I do believe issuing a regional currency without establishing a regional central bank was difficult at that time. This is my opinion, of course. Now, new technologies such as blockchain and DLT would enable Asian Digital Common Currency or ADDC. To be implemented, let me explain the ADGC by using PowerPoint slide
0: briefly. Sure, please go ahead. Okay, thank you.
1: Oh, sorry. I'll, let me share the slides. Could mm-hmm. you wait a while? Okay. And this one. Could I ask you whether you can take a look at the screen? Uh, the uh, okay,
0: okay. It works okay okay Perfect. so I a
1: proposal for digital common currency adcc we did have common currency in asia yongle coin in min dynasty of course it was available in japan when used in japan but it was metal coin now we are proposing asian digital common currency in a digital form uh, let me briefly explain the basic concept Number one, central banks in the region provide government bond to an international organization. Let me uh, talk about uh, this organization data, like this one, and not not like this one. And number two, the international organization issues ADC bond, common currency denominated bond, backed by the government bond as an asset, and returned to the central banks like this one. Sorry. Number three, central banks issue ADCC, common currency, backed by the uh, ADCC bond as asset through financial institutions and to general public. And of course, even for cross-border payment and settlement. Let, let me reiterate same things. We do have 14 central banks in ASEAN plus three and then provide government bond through uh, each government bond book entry system to the uh, international organization. I wrote AMRO, ASEAN Plus Macroeconomic Research Office, by ADB Asian Development Bank. But indeed, uh, these organizations do not have such kind of the function yet. So you may need to establish a new organization. This is my personal idea. So, not the, uh, you know, actual mean yeah. yeah. And then uh, international organization issue, as I mentioned, common currency bond, AD, ADCC bond, and the back to the uh, central banks, and then the circulated, uh, you know, nationwide and cross border. And then my, my old friend of the Deutsche Bank Bundesbank kindly commented on this. Let me read. Issuing ADCC denominator bonds, bonds, international organization is a good idea to issue common currency without establishing monetary union or monetary currency union, which was one of the biggest challenges to issue euro in Europe. I, I'm not sure this is true or not, but I very much appreciate it. But talking about ADCC, different from euro, it's not single currency, it exists with CBDC over each central bank therefore could you take a look at the bottom of the slide please mm-hmm. independent monetary policy implementation in each country or economy mm-hmm. uh, uh, that is why i say economy is the same with country but the uh hong kong is mm-hmm. not country so economy yes. is politically correct terminology in <laughs> sure, <ASEAN> sure. <laughs> then let me talk about uh, how to secure both anonymity and anti-criminal you know activities such as the anti money laundering could you take a look at the left hand side please mm-hmm. you have central banks here which issue cbdc or adcc and circulated through banks or uh, merchants to the uh, public but again the cbdc or adcc come back to the central bank and then the cbdc uh, central bank may find the uh, duplication of money fake money but to keep the anonymity, central banks uh, do not know who owns the uh, digital wallet. Only ID uh, central banks can know. But uh, uh, we are suppo- I am you know proposing to establish new government agency which is responsible for KYC. So digital wallets, or the digital vault of the banks or digital safe of the merchants. I need to be registered to the, uh, this government agency. Of course, uh, you can issue the anonymous, you know, digital wallet. But uh, most of the uh, digital devices uh, should be registered to the government agency. So KYC information is managed by uh, this agency organization. So uh, by cooperating with each other, the, uh, if some, criminal activities happened. uh, uh, They can identify, of course, court or uh, police department should be in between to support the uh, many things uh, such as the uh, investigation or something like that. And talking about the international organization, above those organization, international organization provide the uh, data to issue ADCC to keep the interoperability in the region also provide the standard for the digital devices or wallet to keep the interoperability of the digital devices. So uh, international organization play a very important role uh, for this kind of the interoperability and the stand, standard, standardization. And then uh, let, let me reiterate again. Uh, on the top, you have international organization and the central banks and the government agency banks and the people. And then international organization works as a mint or printing works for digital currency, provide the data to central banks and central bank issue digital currency ADCC as its liability and circulates circulate nationwide and globally. And then talking about the digital devices wallet, government agency you know, provide it to the uh, public through banks, but the standardization should be controlled by the international organization. But talking about the personal information, KYC, those information never go to the international organization because such kind of the KYC information should remain within each country. That's also need to be thought about, I think about, yeah, thought about. Uh, That's a basic concept. And the same thing, uh, I don't think I will reiterate, but the international organization, central bank, government agency, banks, merchant and the customer, right-hand side, ADCC bond, digital currency denominator bond is used by using a DLT. Left-hand side is ADCC work, digital currency itself, using the blockchain technology and then NFC. Uh, In this case, tamper resistance physical devices will be used to keep the uh, secure payment. Then such kind of the physical uh, secure devices will be explained by using this slide. This is already uh, used for electric money, so this is a proven technology. Left-hand side, you have the uh, contactless smart card reader and writer which emit electromagnetic wave to the IC card, right hand side with antenna inside. And then when uh, this antenna receives the electromagnetic wave, this generate electricity and supply electric power to the IC chip inside. So you don't need battery inside, very, very smart idea and almost maintenance free. This has been used since 2000, Oh, I, I'm using this day to day. Of course, London surface is also using this. So this is n- nothing new, already proven technology, but a very, very good idea. So I do believe CBDC or IDC may be able to utilize this proven technology because only I change the uh, store those values within IC chip. Uh, that, that's all. So so proven technology. No, no, no not my idea definitely yes. and the next slide shows the how you can decode the uh, you know payment chain uh, by using the blockchain technology but the uh, i, I propose the using pki uh, by using the uh, you know public key and the private key and then uh, by use by by the uh, saving the store a record of the payment you can identify the uh, fake money but after that I read the pr to pi net cash system in 2008 uh, for Bitcoin. They use the uh, hash function. I'm very much surprised the smart idea. Very easy to do, uh, much uh, no less, you know, the uh, workload to, to calculate and keep the record. But still, I think for CBDC or ADCC, uh, I do believe the by using PKs are more secure and then to identify individual payment easily. So uh it may be uh, you know what what I discuss what kind of the technology or algorithm you can use to keep the record of the payment. Uh, that's the year. And talking about the legal framework registration mm-hmm. of digital currency, we do have. Uh, already, a legal framework in Japan stipulated in, in, in 2020. And then, the, now many countries in Asia is already, you know, the stipulated same sort of the legal framework. So, I do believe currently this kind of the legal framework is already, you know, uh, ready globally. And if you are interested, English, uh, you know, the uh, translation of the uh, law or uh, regulation can be available. You can download it from the uh, website of the FSA of Japan or some places uh, that, that's, uh, this is the, you know, that, that's the legal framework. And then next slide show the uh, global digital common currency. The former deputy governor of the Bank of Japan, who I, I, I admire most, kindly advised me, suggested me, why you stick to Asia? Why you don't think about the uh, global digital common currency? So I, 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 I made this slide. BNS yes, uh, could be an international organization. And then the G20 or uh, CPMI members uh, can issue uh, digital currencies. So, firstly, uh, CPMI members may provide a government bond to BIS, and the BIS uh, issue a digital currency uh denominated bond, and then the central banks issue a global digital currency. This is the pure my my dream, and not, I not the actual project yet at all. But yeah, uh, <laughs> this is. A, Kind of a, many people say you are this is your silly dream but uh i i i, I dreaming this <laughs> sorry and then that uh, you can send the value anywhere in the world by utilizing a mobile phone uh, that is my long dream i think uh, conclusion uh, uh issuing digital common currency is already feasible from technological perspective so if you have any comment and advice, could you let me know it? Also, if you are interested, could you take a look at the, uh, some other you know, slide piece, uh, such as the initial denomination or something like that? That's all from me, uh, Oriol-san. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much indeed.
0: Well, thank you very much, Peiji-san, uh, for sharing uh, these slides uh, with us. I'm sure uh, my listeners will come up with uh, questions as well once I post this episode, because your um, your pro- I mean, everything you explained today is very interesting, no? But uh, especially this last uh, proposal, no, about this com- Asian or even global digital currency, is as I said before very, very groundbreaking, very different, very unique, no? And I'm sure it will generate a lot of debate. So I'm looking forward to my listeners as well uh, adding new ideas. to to this debate
1: yes thank you so much for this opportunity i really appreciate thank you very much indeed
0: and well um i think with that uh actually if you could please stop sharing your screen certainly okay sorry no problem Actually, I think it's interesting because people will find your contact details in here, no? and in case they want to reach out to you um, after this podcast uh, with new ideas. And well, as I said before, um, Taiji-san, uh, thank you very much for sharing your vast knowledge with, uh, with me and with my listeners. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you again. And thank you very much for coming to my show.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much
0: well the pleasure is absolutely mine and i hope to be able to host you again in the future and well to all my listeners uh, thank you very much for listening to this new episode and please stay tuned for the next ones thank you very much and see you all soon thank
1: you thank you